0: On our great game i'm sitting here it's a big episode coming up but i've got to be honest seb off the top i'm a little confused on how to handle this episode
1: why is that what do you mean
0: so we've done 50 plus episodes of the highest quality it's been fantastic but in our entire history we've only done one episode with a ruse win so i don't know how to handle a happy seb a ruse victory. Is the whole show going to be about this famous win down in Tassie or are we going to cover some other stuff? Because this is a rarity on our show, a ruse win into the podcast. So it's a new one for us all. It's a new one for us all, including the viewers. Uh, so I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen to hear your thoughts.
1: Yeah, well, I think most of the viewers would agree with me when I say we have covered North in great depth over the course of uh, the last 12 months, 50-plus episodes. Uh, and, look, truth be told, and I think I... I'm a pretty consistent guy, right? We were talking about Collingwood Essendon for Anzac Day and, you know, who really cares about 15th versus 16th? Well, this was 17th versus 18th on the weekend, Tom, and I'll I'll be candid here. I only watched the first quarter. I had to go. I had a birthday party on.
0: Oh, no, that was the worst part of the game to catch.
1: And I just, I was listening on the radio and we were sort of up and down and then at the party, I, you know, it's really rude to watch games on your phone, so I'm told. So I had to put the phone away and... Uh I did manage to catch the last two minutes, uh and saw just saw us hold on, which was fantastic. Right as they're singing happy birthday, like hip hip hooray, the siren is going and I'm just sort of giving a little fist bump behind everyone. But uh the <laughs> oh, birthday totally girl blended
0: in a dash with the with the, the, the Birthday
1: business. Girl, her old man's a Hawthorne fan. So I couldn't really get too excited about it i just had to keep it to myself
0: <laughs> you wanted to stay at the party oh geez oh that is magnificent look i got a long memory you did pop me for not going to that saints eagles game so you have missed one there hopefully you catch it on the replay i'm sure you have but yeah it lit, lit off mate it were great scenes at the end there i'm sure you've read all the uh all the material you can on it and just, yeah just i, I just off. haven't had i know it's 17th v 18th but it, it's a big moment you you, you know yeah, you hadn't had a whole lot of wins uh, in the last, what was it, 23 games, as I'm sure that stat might get a run later on. Yeah, um, I'm sure it will. It, I um, I,
1: tried it, I tried to cheat tried to and ring the old man on the way home to just get a synopsis because I reckon he's seen it four or five times. But he didn't pick up the <laughs> phone. So I didn't get any sort of rundown. And I just honestly haven't had two seconds to stop and watch it. We had more birthday parties on Sunday. Uh, and it just... That's okay. I could, look, Tom, Like, what's your favourite movie of all time?
0: Oh, Jesus. Or, no, what's one of your favourites? It doesn't thing, have to Jurassic be the Park is Jurassic great, Park. Jurassic Park. That's a classic.
1: Can you imagine if I said to you, I can wipe your memory and you can sit down and watch Jurassic Park for the first time?
0: Yeah. Well, I can angle, sit I down
1: and watch this ruse win for the first time knowing we're going to get the four points.
0: Yeah, look, I've got to be honest, there have been a lot of, you know, famous wins we've probably both seen where the game live is a just stressful ordeal, so it is probably nicer to sit back with the uh, result done. But look, enjoy it, mate. Enjoy it. Lap it up. I know it, it's gotten Ruse fans that haven't been going to games back into the Ruse, and that's what I like. So, I, no, you're not one of them. You've been going there at the uh, the toughest of times, but for the uh, casual rue it was really one to... Uh, To get into, but look, we'll get to them when we get uh, to the grades, the ruse again. Uh, You've got a few topics around the grounds in the AFL that you want to cover.
1: Well, there's been a lot of talk thanks to uh, Dimmer Hardwick. Uh, Now, I don't know if it was him, a little bit of Brendan Gale as well, but they put on the agenda they weren't happy having to play a home game at Marvel Stadium. Now, uh, they obviously, Richmond, play the odd game at the MCG. Uh, when I say the odd they <laughs> yeah. play they've had more home games than anyone in the competition over the last five, six years. Um I don't know the Correct. actual figure, but they have had more. Uh it just screamed of spoilt uh, uh like a spoilt brat. They always get their way, can't understand why they have to travel to Marvel. Now I'm actually I can equate this a little bit further. I I've heard a lot of this growing up that the MCG is better for football than Marvel, and I'm of the opinion, I'd much rather go to watch a game at Marvel than I would at the MCG. The roof's shut, it's warmer, the footy played should be better, it's a quicker deck, uh, and actually right now, if you're not living on that side of town, Marvel's easier to get to than the MCG. The People who say the MCG is easier to get to live on the MCG side of the city. It doesn't make any sense to say, oh, it's easier to get to when well, half the town lives on the other side of town, so in theory that ground would be easier to get to.
0: Yeah, look, I don't think that argument stacks up the easier to get to. They're both near major train stations that multiple lines go through, so it's not a, it's not like Victoria Park where, or Moorabbin back in the day or Arden Street where parking was a premium. These are genuinely trainable spots, um, and you could still drive as well, and there's plenty of parking at both. so uh, look... I don't buy that excuse about uh, about them being, you know, yeah, crossing town or, or tricky to get to. It Look, I've I got to be honest, I do have a soft spot for the G, given I am on that side of town. It's pure convenience, but I mean, it's the Saints home ground. It doesn't stop me on a cold winter's night just crossing over at uh, Flinders to jump on a Southern Cross train. It's one extra stop. It's not fully difficult for us on this side to do. So, it, it, poor excuse, and I, I, I'm I'm fully with you. I thought... Not pathetic, it, it was yeah. pathetic to bring that up from uh from the Tigers. So, I have a little theory about this one in that you know, they've uh, Clarko- uh sorry, Hardwick's from the school of Clarkson, aka the school of deflection, yeah. and I actually think it was a bit of the old uh Dan Rioli, Shy Bolton, let's just uh. You know, they're a big enough club, Richmond, they can sort of pick and choose. And they've picked an issue, they've picked something and they've just run with it just to take a little bit of the sizzle out of uh, that one because that was dominating the headlines and now everyone's talking about this and we've forgotten about old uh, Shy Bolton and his broken wrist. So, yeah, I hope pure the AFL, deflection.
1: I hope the AFL don't forget about that because, like, you can quote Damien Hardwick word for word, verbatim, I think the term is, I don't condone violence, yeah. but... And then he goes on to say how violence is okay in certain situations. As soon as you say, I don't condone violence, but, it's like saying I'm not a racist, but. (laughs) Like, we know the connotation on that side of things. Yeah, exactly. So the AFL's investigating that, but I think in the current society, like the way everyone jumped on Paddy McCartan for that hit in the VFL, and rightly so, that's just got no place in our game. But now, two guys are at a nightclub, something happens. There's been some sort of fight. I, we don't know the extent to what each player is involved with. We suspect sh- Bolton might have uh, broken his wrist engaging in some sort of fight. I hope some it's not the story. case. I hope they were smart enough to, yep, you can somehow get involved in it but not actually be violent and try and defuse the situation. I hope that was their involvement. But I, we sh- deserve to know, I think, as the public. Like...
0: Yeah, I mean, so much comes out, uh, you know, from other sources of media, not not us, but uh, others about, yeah, what, I mean, the accesses we want and, and what's fair game. I, I think this is fair game, uh, you know, incident that happened out in public, players injured. I, I don't know if I was a Richmond fan, I'd really want to get to the bottom of it. Why is our mark of the year winning forward not, uh, yeah, not playing this week? Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's... It's crazy that that's been... It's been swept under the rug. That That's the thing. So, yeah, they've deflected with this stupid stadium issue and, yeah, they probably saw the smaller crowd and, you know, they're not happy with it, but used it to their advantage, which I guess you can give them a pat on the back for being a smart club, but uh, you'd hope they'd be more on the front foot with the actual issue at hand The uh, times than they have been.
1: There it screams of arrogance and entitlement and just, we're better than everyone and this is what we're going to do. And... and because they've had some success they seem to be able to bully things through but look I, I I can't wait to see what comes out of that and there should be a fair punishment handed down if it turns out they've been involved in a fight like that they these are not boys they're young men now, Hardwick's tried to put his arm around a little bit and defend them, And I, I can understand why the players would love playing for him when he defends you, when you've clearly done the wrong thing. But he's going to defend you to the public anyway. Um, and I think it put, funnily enough, it put Brendan Gale in a slightly awkward spot because he's gunning for Gill's job.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's so gunning for like it. He's pickup, just sort of yeah. maybe hoping no, he's, he's next, next, in, next in, line. in line. He can't be yeah, seemed
1: to be involved with any sort of thing, condoning violence. And yet he didn't want to throw Dimmer under the bus, and sort of came out and didn't reinforce the message, but didn't back away from it. Just sort of played a bit of your role, a bit of man on the fence, Tom, uh, and just tried to sort of massage it through. But um, look,
0: well, I mean, he was the first to bring. I mean, I mean, Hardwick brought up the issue, but Gales brought it up too. So he brought it up prior to
1: the game, that. Brendan Gale. Yeah. He knew he was he was smart and calculating. Dimmer just sort of had a sook, and I think maybe to deflect a little bit from their performance. Um but it it this is what really gets me. And I you, I'll I'll say it again we're in the VFL. But Richmond, oh, we want to play our home games at EMCG? Why are you sending us to Docklands or Marvel? Well, so many big clubs get sent there when they're playing interstate teams for they they only yeah. get one home game a year there. Um and it's all because the they get no crowds. People don't turn up to watch. Richmond get these big crowds because they get to play Carlton on opening night and they get to play Essendon in Dreamtime at the G. They get to play Collingwood yeah. on Friday night. So they get big crowds and then they get GWS on a Saturday night. Well, they're not going to turn out to the G. That it, it it might have made a slight improvement on the numbers, but not it, the G would have felt empty and soulless versus, well, Marvel apparently still does, but at least they're not, if the stadium looks that like empty, it's a really, really bad look and Richmond might have to ring up Port and ask them oh, for someone who makes the tarps for yeah,
0: the seats. of
1: um, But what, what I really, really hate was, well, let's play our home games at the MCG. Well, Richmond have had away finals played at the MCG against Geelong. So now Richmond should have to go down the highway for every, fi- every game that's Geelong's home game down the highway. Uh, St Kilda, that's the Dogs, should get all their home games at Marvel. All their home finals at Marvel, no matter what. That's what Richmond want. And um, the grand final should be played at the the higher club's home ground.
0: Yeah, you're big on that one. Um, I'm coming round to it. I mean, gee, in September, hard to go past. But look, it, it goes back to that fairness argument that we always seem to have. And I feel like... Richmond have been on the good side of of all of these sort of arguments. They played Basically, nine games. Uh, it was it twenty
1: nineteen where they played the last ten games in a row at the G, and then
0: yeah, that's right.
1: Played the finals there too.
0: Like it, it, all, yeah, it's madness. Exactly.
1: And then we have to go there for one week when we play the Giants, who have zero fans. It's entitlement, and it's oh, I was really oh yeah. 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 Well, look, it's it, got me worked up, Tom.
0: I'm with you. Well, the other part of it as well that shouldn't go under the radar. Richmond, at every chance they get, plug that they've got 100,000 100, members. Where were if they? If you've got 100,000 members and you can't crack 20,000 on a Saturday night, I don't care who you're playing, that's poor. That's a little bit of bandwagonism and that's a lot of pet memberships, if you ask me. So, they, they, I mean, they voted with their feet, Uh, the Tigers. I mean, I guess if I was a Tigers fan, this is the greatest era they've probably had since uh Royce Hart was playing. So... I'd be going and watching them at every chance they get. Yes, they've got injuries and you know, they're missing basically most of their midfield, but Dusty's still there. They're still winning games. And he like, was phenomenal. You forget how poor they've been as a club. It, the last five years have, I guess, wiped a bit of the slate, but it, they were, they were pretty rubbish for a long time and they were turning up then. So I, I just don't get it. At hundred thousand members, it, it's a, to get 18, it's poor.
1: Yeah. And it's a very quick fall from grace too. Like, it, look, if Dusty was hurt, not, they don't win that game, and then they're staring at missing the finals, and geez, who knows what would happen if they had to play the Suns there later in the year or something. I know they don't have any more there, but um, yeah, it's entitlement. It's uh, You're right about the membership numbers. I don't know if you've seen this. The Bombers are offering $1 memberships at the moment.
0: Yeah, I might have seen that bob up on my uh, Facebook feed, which is, I'm blaming Bombers fans for that one. But yeah, I did see that. So, I th- How does that work? Is it, isn't it a $50 minimum to count as a membership?
1: Yeah, but I think the way, it, it's just clever marketing. So you sign up, you pay $1 now, and then in three weeks they debit the rest of the money. And it's a three-game oh, membership. So but you pay $1 to get to the technic- first two. T-tactic. And if you cancel soon enough, well, you cancel. But, um, you know... Look, I know some Bombers fans who didn't realize you could sign up for a membership because they've never even gone near the club in 27 years. They're passionate apparently but can't support them. Uh but that's probably a topic for another day. Uh I've been I've been big on this, but is this another wasted season for Carlton, Tom?
0: It is. Now, fortunately for the Blues fans, they won't like hearing this, but they already know it. it, it they've yeah, it's done. They're not making finals. It's another false dawn. I guess, you know, they might have a late season run and push that sort of nine and 10th positioning. Oh, next year will be good. But I think they just need to be in the present and just uh, just look at what their side's producing. Melbourne, you know, they are flying on top of the ladder, but there were moments there that the Blues were out playing them. Uh, you know, they've been in games, Blue, the Blues. You know, they had the dogs on the ropes. They just haven't been able to finish. And I don't know if it's just the supporter base and their want of the club to do well, but every year we get to this point where, no, no, the Blues will turn it around. We culturally expect them to be that team they were in the 90s or to be that great team and they're just not delivering. And I I think the club just doesn't have its eye on on the present. They're just thinking too far ahead, thinking it'll turn around and not, I, I guess, not... Asking themselves that hard question. I mean, even last week that it was just a bit of a shambles with the David Teague, Paddy Cripps saga. He actually even came out after the game and apologized for that press conference. It's a mess. <laughs> it's so a mess I down there, and I'm not about... even really yeah. I haven't covered the on field stuff that de- in that that deeply, but yeah, I'm. It's just for an outsider looking in.
1: Yeah, so I wanted to talk about the Cripps uh, injury, back injury issue, um, and just by yeah. the way, Cripps they're reporting Cripps re-signed um, for the next four years to stay there. So I don't know if that's a good get, but you don't want to lose your captain, I guess. Um, but it was told to... like One of the journalists, I think it was Michael Gleeson, got his hands on this story that crippa has been having these yeah, that's injections right. to, um, for his back. Well, well, what was wrong with his back? he got a broken disc? Not a broken disc, obviously, but... Something's going on back there. Um, so he'd been having these injections, and then Teague denied knowing anything about it, right?
0: Yeah. In the press conference. I saw the conference. He he had a bit of a, he, oh, he, I guess, arrogant sort of yeah, he, he stance about backup. him in that he whole was, press conference. He was yeah. a bit
1: defensive about it. Before the Sunday footy show went to air on Channel 9, so this is Sunday morning, and the Blues are playing Sunday afternoon, someone from the Carlton Media Department has rung the show and actually said, hey... It is correct. He has been having the injections, so they've just thrown Teague under the bus there. Or Teague's told them to ring and do it. So Teague might have had a hand in it to try and get the message out. And I I don't know why you do it before the game. I don't know why you wouldn't come out after the game and just address it and say, "Oh yeah, look, I was I was playing it up. I I, you know we we had a big game today. I didn't want that coming out or something like that." But um, for that to happen, was it
0: inexperience from from a young coach though? Is that how you read it or did you read it he he's hasn't had the guidance he needed at the club? Is it just...
1: Well, look, If let's just say Jack Steele was having injections every week to play. That's not something your coach really wants to talk about in a press conference, even if the media's got hold of the information and knows about it. So, Look, he probably didn't handle it the best, but I can understand what he was trying to do with a press conference. I think it's Unfortunately, you got to pick one way and stick with it. And Carlton have... Either yeah. Carlton or him through the media department have just thrown him under the bus. And it just screams of a club with no direction. We don't know what we're doing. We're just... We're stuck in no man's land. Yeah, the buy's right. here in three weeks and they'll probably come out after the buy and win four or five. And then we start going, oh, that's what we wanted to see, yeah. And another year into these kids and, and then they'll, they'll draft this and they'll give this guy a brown paper bag and suddenly next year they'll have... You know they'll they'll be in the eight, and that's what we all did last year. And it just,
0: oh, oh, till, even the year before that, we were doing that. Till Carlton
1: are in the eight and are winning games consistently, and you can actually go, "Yep, I'm going to tip them this week" because I'm confident. Not is what I might do. I'm going to tip them this week because they're due to have an upset. That's how I. That is tip how Carlton, you tip right?
0: the Blues, isn't it? You tip them on a. You know, it's like the old roulette wheel. Oh, there's been five reds. We're due for a black. That's not how it works. It's yeah. You got to play it on its merits. Until that
1: happens, I'm not even entertaining any idea of them in the eight, even close to it. I didn't have them at the start of the year. I feel very vindicated at the moment. Uh, And uh, look, unfortunately (laughs) Unfortunately, for the supporters, I did have them up there to be honest. Yeah, you had a lot wrong with yours, but we'll. That's coming at the mid-season review. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately for the supporters. It's just another wasted year and I don't know look I don't know what you do as a club. If you sack the coach you're starting again.
0: Yeah, yeah, sort of and you're yeah, going
1: backwards. Back so I don't moment. I do not think that's the right move. They've talked about changing the assistants and doing this. Um they've got they've got big problems with Harry Mackay. They eat, they've got to get him to re sign. If he walks, that's a huge hole in your
0: footy club. Oh, they won't. Yeah, they have put that much into him, and and he is just about to. I mean, if he, he has exploded, but he has some consistent years of being their number one forward ahead of him. Even um, you know, we've never just seen that Kuno Harry um, pairing, and and you know that's something I guess Blues fans can hang their hat on. But he is really coming into his prime. He's their he's their number one asset.
1: Yep. Yeah, he is. He's their number one right now, asset. Sorry. Number two player in his family. Like, he is a gun.
0: <laughs> he kicked three goals on the weekend with one arm. I like that little mention of Benny there. Um, he kicked three goals with one arm. So, he's going that well at the moment. They've, yeah, re-signing him is the key. I mean, yeah, it's um, a hard one for the Stay tuned too, on
1: that. Y- I was going to say, stay yeah. tuned on that. I have heard which clubs are offering him money and... I've heard some dollar oh. figures thrown around so I might just give you a rapid fire oh, on like that so that. just just hang around for that um and also I've these um his shoulders right so he'll be playing on the weekend
0: oh there you go um oh, that's good for blues fans but I was going to say I mean where do, where do you have them I guess they they've they've gone down the the high picks route and We can sit here and say, you know, that some of them haven't worked out, some of them have, particularly of late. They've had a lot of midfield picks that perhaps at this point in time haven't worked out. Last year, they sort of went the more mature age recruit, getting um, Saar down there and Williams. I mean, they're they're sort of having it both ways. I mean, which way do you think they go for next year recruiting-wise? Do you think they find some more kids or do they get a bit crafty and find sort of, you know, that... uh, I don't want to say money ball type because that's not what it means, but, uh, you know, the sort of cheaper, more positional recruits or do they just fight in true Carlton style and other big money signing? What what do you reckon they do?
1: Uh, well, I think I think it's clear they got their two off-season signings wrong. Um, and, I, I, look, I think some Blues fans weren't enamoured by giving Sarr all that money and Williams all that money um, initially. But if I were Carlton, like right now they're in no man's land and they've been there for a little while now. If I'm Carlton, I'm looking at it like a Brisbane and trying to sign a player like a Hodge or a Birch will right towards the end of their career who can just come in and start showing me something. A bit like Melbourne bringing Bernie Vince in, Jordan Lewis. Um, well, yeah. maybe not Bernie Vince, more so like Jordan Lewis coming in. Just someone... Season, well, I'm just trying to think uh, of an example campaigner. of who a, a player who might be available. Um, You know, trying to get someone from Richmond who's sort of on the out, who might be able to give you a couple of years left. Um, But just someone who's done all the right things and and hit all the targets and can maintain a standard over the course of their career to come in and just play some decent, honest footy. Um, That's who I'd be trying to target. They can go after all the high draft picks and all the big signings in the world, but till they get that culture... And it's a general term, but till they get that right within their footy club, none of this is going to matter.
0: Yeah, look, I fully agree with that. I know he he's not that type. I mean, they've got Eddie Betts there, and and look, he's he's probably doing a great job with the forwards up there. But yeah, that that sort of backline, or maybe even midfield, like general, uh, it, it's proven with Brizzy, it, it can absolutely rocket you up. It, it's just learning those habits, so. I mean, yeah, we're not in the club day-to-day, but it, it yeah, when you say culture, and it, yeah, it's an expansive word, but it is that day-to-day, how to prepare to win. And, and there's been just so many times where we've just looked at the Blues and gone, they, on paper, they should win this and they haven't. So that's preparation, that's culture, that's something they've got to fix. So look, we do have a lot of Blues listeners, so they're going to keep tuning in and we'll keep analysing them. Uh, but look, it might be next year when we can really uh, talk about them proper, but we'll see what happens. But Prove us wrong, Blues fans, you also, to move on to our next topic, wanted to talk about a a team across the border that may or may not be meeting or exceeding our expectations. And that's the Adelaide Crows. So, jumped out of the blocks. That win against the Cats is looking stranger and stranger by the week. Uh, They started well, got a couple of wins on the board, sitting pretty in the eight. Uh, and then it's it's just really gone pear-shaped in the last three weeks. They're 15th on the um, ladder.
1: There's the Adelaide we're talking yeah. here. They're now 15th now.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, th- people were talking finals, which was early. I think, what were they? Uh, they were 3-1, chance to beat the Hawks and go 4-1, and, and it's been south since.
1: Yep. yeah. They beat the Cats. They sort of hung on, lost to the, the Swans, beat the Suns. That was a good win at the time. They beat us. Ho-hum. Uh, then they lost to the Dockers at home, and that was when the wheels started to shake. And Well, they're 15th now, and I mean, there was some hyperbole from Kane Corn saying they might have been the worst team in the AFL era. It's obviously not the case. They've got the three wins, but um, they're now 15th, and most people had them 17th, 18th, maybe 16th, 15th, depending on what you thought at the time, but that's about where we thought. What... Was there anything to the hot start? Did they just literally catch Geelong on the right day, and then they beat North and Gold Coast in Adelaide by ten points, which is sort of a they're the, yeah, if they were going they to get three wins, that that was the three. The, the, they had two of their three wins, and they've just fluked the other one against uh, against the Cats. Well, I mean, yeah, you take even, that win uh, out, the they game... dropped to sixteenth.
0: Correct. I mean, even in the game against you, you boys, I mean. You, they were down at three quarter time, so yeah. you know if that was this week, the Roos would probably get them. Um, yeah, that that Geelong game. Um, maybe it's Geelong's form after a bye, and there's there's no longer bye than a whole off season, so maybe the Cats just come off uh, those rests. But yeah, it's it's a, a puzzling one. But I guess the question is, you know, where do we expect them to be?
1: Yeah, I, like,
0: I, we weren't coming into the start of the season thinking. I mean, th- those wins, I guess, flattered them, and and they were you know sitting in the eight. But we really didn't think they were going to climb out of the bottom four, did we?
1: No, I didn't, and I was surprised with their start. But yeah, I think you take that Geelong game out, and they're sixteenth, and that's right where we thought, and that's where they yeah. they'll be. And uh, what have they got? Have they got anything winnable coming up, Tom? What's their next five? They've got uh, Melbourne at home, Richmond. I assume that'll be at the MCG Tigers fans. Uh, Collingwood at home. (laughs) Saints is probably at Marvel. Then Carlton, which is a 440 Twilight slot on the Sunday. we've got
0: them up there in... Yeah, that is a Marvel at 440. Not China.
1: No? That's off? up uh, at CS is uh,
0: Cazalie Stadium up in Cairns. For that one, then, yeah, sort of Lions, uh, Bombers, Eagles, Dogs, Hawks might be a chance, but uh, Power, Melbourne, Ruse So... Look, there's probably only three games you legit could think they're a chance in. So, that's not going to leave them. I mean, if they win those, what's that for? Uh, sorry, six wins for the year. So, that's probably about that on par with where we thought they'd be, uh, six wins. But, look, it is disappointing when you do see a team jump out of the blocks and show a bit of promise and not go on. Now, I know that happens with kids. I mean, the Suns seem to do it every year. The so swanies. It's probably a little bit of that. But the Swannies, Swannies though, yeah, they are. We thought this might happen example. to
1: them and they are just still they st- they're banking the wins. That term's gotta go. Do you know how often they're talking about ba- banking wins? Like just in general. And they're using it what game was I watching?
0: Oh, look, it was probably a Geelong game. They they they're a team I would say bank wins. Yeah,
1: that would that would use it correctly. But I think it was Sydney banked the win against Collingwood, and I'm watching it going, they're not they're not a really good side grind, that's going to... Gonna...
0: To grind that one out. Yeah. One
1: like Banking the wins refers to a really, really good team that's playing poorly, but just getting the four points to keep their season rolling so they can build towards the end of the year. That's not Sydney. It's it's Geelong to a T. Richmond are, into, are into banking wins at the moment because we think they're going to be really... Uh, they, once they get some players back, they're going to start winning. West Coast are banking wins because they've got so many outs. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. That that term's got to go if the people can't use it properly. But you know they can't use money ball. They can't use that one. Um, a lot of the times people refer to. It. So I read an article saying um, the great Cam Smith, Storm Legend.
0: Storm Legend. Yep. He
1: umpired a game of AFL on the weekend. Now he umpired a junior games oh, yeah. of Jeez,
0: good luck with that. a junior oh, game
1: hey, of Aussie Rules footy, but the way the article was written was he umpired a game of AFL. It's just AFL is the league; it's not the sport. It's Aussie Rules. Like, yeah,
0: there is a good quality Twitter account that follows that exactly. I think it thing, says that AFL uh, is not
1: the sport. Yeah,
0: yep, yeah, it, but it, that 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 rings true as well. That, that is a, the, the. I mean, they've set it up the AFL that one, but yeah. I mean we should have a segment actually we should send it out to our loyal listeners if you have any footy clichés that you want us to debunk we're more than happy to do it because there's plenty in our game uh, I can't tell you the amount of times I've seen the can't teach a dog new tricks headline for anything bulldogs related it probably came out on the weekend when they beat port there's one so send them through on our insta facebook or our email to allrose back at gmail.com along with your mailbag Speaking of the viewers, let's get into their favourite segment. This is what we come here for. It's the university grades. This is what people tune in for week to week, and I'm fired up off the off the top.
1: Yeah, me too. Are we um, We're going to put this behind a paywall soon?
0: <laughs> we might have to, as uh, some of our media brothers and sisters do, putting things behind paywalls, maybe a little Patreon account for the uh, premium. No, but I have
1: to say, this yeah. podcast, no matter what happens, will stay free. For the fans, yeah, by no, the fans, for you the can fans. Be sure of that. Um, We're the, the people's podcast. That's it. The uh, university grades. Friday night. I can't believe how long we've we been going—about half an hour. We haven't mentioned the Saints yet, Tom. Little round of applause.
0: <laughs> well, there's 18 teams out there, said. But uh, look, yeah, went, went along to this one. Shout out to uh, Lynchy. He had a couple of spare medallion which was nice to sit on that second level. Second level at Marvel is brilliant. That a is... Second level, really, at any stadium is a brilliant spot to watch a game. So, I enjoyed it from the seats there. Did I enjoy what I saw? No. Really? And you're probably thinking five goals, 17s probably leading the charge. But I might put my Saints hat on here, but you forget how much you hate Geelong as a Saints fan. They have really haven't done anything nice by us over a long, long period. Um... You know, every time we play, obviously, the Round 14 2009 game gets a run and it did again. But, you know, it's just bitter for us because we didn't salute. And then there's finals in the 90s, that you know, and then there's Chappie with his remarks when we were both coming up in 04. There's, a, yeah, a lot of history here. I um, remember it. I remember everything. Um, we... On the park, to straighten up a bit. Uh, on the park, yeah, we let ourselves down. That that was the better team lost. Uh, we had them on toast. Five goals, 17. And it wasn't shots from the boundary. We were missing shots from directly in front. Marshall off the top, first shot. Membry spraying it. Uh, I do want to... I know Max King missed. He get one goal, five. Uh, he was sort of the headline. He has re-signed, so that's great news. Uh dollars a extended his contract... Yeah, uh, four years, three mil. So pretty pretty large, but he is Ooh. worth every cent. He Forget the goal kicking. This is for the intelligent fans out there. He had 10 marks, four of them contested, and ripped Geelong's back line to shreds. He should have kicked six. They were all that gettable. They were lucky that he didn't. Um, he is going to be a jet. Any, I, I did see a bit of material online potting him there. He is a genuine star in the making, and he will straighten up the goal kicking. That's nothing to worry about. Uh, stick with him, Saints fans. I can't believe I have to say that. He is the future. Anyway, we're talking the uni grades. I, you've got me rolling here, Saints and Geelong. It ro- rolls the blood. Look, we lost, but it, we played the better footy. I'm going to give us a pass. And the Cats were ugly. They were lucky to get the win. They threw it all night. Jeez, we couldn't get a holding the ball. We tackled hard. Our pressure was up. We shut them down in the corridor. So there's a lesson for other teams in the comp. It's a pass for the Saints and a fail for the Cats. So who won the game? I've forgotten uh, who who got the moral victory or the scoreboard <laughs> victory.
1: No, who who won on the scoreboard? Who kicked more points than the other team? More total points. Yeah, the, the, not
0: behind. The Cats kicked a larger total score on the night, yep. so they so take one. The four right. points. Just so
1: long as we're talking about the same game, that's all. Hey, um, the last St Kilda key forward to wear number twelve didn't he have a bit of the yips in front of goal?
0: Yeah, yeah, early on in his career, oh, geez, it probably dragged out throughout. That might have been the knock on him, but um, yeah, it's not the first time we've seen that. I was there uh, that
1: day at Marvel, he kicked nine.
0: Yeah, that was a great day and uh, an even better night to follow. But um, yeah, he he straightened up, he got it together. I mean, maybe you're talking accuracy going from 40 to 50, still makes a huge difference. I mean, I, I went through the stats book, but he kicked two goals, 11 in his third season. So... Just don't go. Too so now hard we're comparing him to Buddy. Like that. Jeez,
1: jeez. You just compared Max no, I'm, King I'm to Buddy.
0: A, 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 same part of their career, if if you if you don't mind. But look, inaccurate games, Bob. Nat Five. He's not kicking them straight. So I think it's a, a dumb argument for the the fans out there to sink the boots into Max. I think he was super. He tore them to shreds. I'm interested in your marks for this game. Yeah, well,
1: we'll straighten up. Um, Bad kicking is bad football, so that's a fail for the Saints. Uh, Yeah. Cats, I'll give them a pass because they managed to find a way to win that. Not only win it, they covered the line for me. That was one of my best bets, and they covered the 16 and a half. Oh, it was a great day. Um, I woke up my daughter when when they got over the line with a little... I wasn't loud, but she's just a light sleeper. So, uh, there for me. Uh, Sydney Collingwood, Saturday afternoon. Uh, pass for the Swans, fail for Collingwood. Is it that simple?
0: I think it's that simple. This was uh pulling the stats book out again. Do you know the last time Collingwood and Sydney played in a day game at the SCG, it was plugger kicking the record breaker. That's how long ago this when kind was of... When was that? Uh, was
1: that 04?
0: No. No, nah, 99.
1: 99. Yeah, I knew it was a long time yeah. ago. Uh, we, so don't, yeah, we have an rare. even draw, don't we? Not a fixture. Fixture.
0: <laughs> it' one of those ones. Look, I'm happy with you. Um, pass and fail. That's what you win, wasn't? It? Pass and fail, or was it passes all round?
1: No, nah, pass for the swans, fail for the pies. They they didn't. Yeah, they kicked. I was th- going to say yeah, they, I don't. They kicked three goals to start the game, and I think they kicked one for the rest of the game in the last quarter.
0: What? Yeah, exactly. You can't mm. be doing that. So no, nah, I'm I'm fully on board with you there. Happy to uh, join you to the big game, Hawthorne versus North Melbourne it's changed this podcast you're as sprightly as i've seen you doing this episode with a win it is put a spring in your step what are you giving your boys
1: uh north will get a pass for that win that they finally did what they had to do and win and get over the line uh i look well i think i tipped hawthorn on this podcast but i tipped north when my senses came around to me on the friday uh they probably should have... We seem to be travelling a little better than Hawthorne, who have won both their games coming back from a large margin. Ironically, that's how we won this one. Uh, you'd have to fail the Hawks. Um, like, look, it's just where they're at. It's not... Uh, it's the, They don't have the players. We don't have the players. It was a, probably a low-quality game for, for any neutral fans, hence why I don't think many people actually saw this one. Uh, but... I just, I I can't say too much more on, like, Hawthorne should have won. They're not going to get many chances to win. They failed. North won, but didn't do anything spectacular. Uh, And, you know, you just have to get a win for a young group, young developing group, so it's a pass for me.
0: Yeah, look, I take a bit more of an extreme view. I'm giving your boys a HD. This is a famous win. This is a famous, famous win. Did you see after the game, a few of the boys are like, oh, what are the words again? They've forgotten that stupid part of the song that you sing before the actual Tommy song. Tommy
1: Powell hasn't played in a win yet. Give him a break.
0: Oh, it's a famous song. He should know what the words are. But they were the scenes. It was genuine finals-like jubilation that you'd finally crack the duck. I mean, yeah, one win from your last 23. It was dark times. It it wasn't a great place to be. You'd lost to Collingwood, who was 17th, and you just needed to straighten up. You guts this one out. Hawthorne jumped you. You came back like a good team. You got the job done, and you held them off. So, I'm I speaking of actually uh, getting off, uh, Taron Thomas, he, he's off too for that uh, little report, which was a bit ridiculous. So, it's just wins all around for the Rue. So, uh, HD for me. And I'm sending the Hawks off to the coordinator. You cannot... This is a, on their... You know, it's the Tassie game. It's their opportunity for a win. They've been bashed. Clarko's getting bashed. What are you doing? You're coming up against the side that can barely win a game. They're a basket case. They're sending them off to Tassie. They're a disgrace to the comp, and you lose to them. That is unforgivable. Sorry. They're off to the...
1: We're a disgrace of the comp.
0: No, no, no. Just uh, your on-field percentage and win ratio at that point was disgraceful. Um... Yeah, you can't be losing that kind of game. So, you're straight to the coordinator for the Hawks. I'm sick of seeing them lose, uh, you know, lose gallantly. This was definitely not gallant. So, HD for the ruse and coordinator for the Hawks.
1: That is... Yeah, well, there you go. We've seen it completely differently. Maybe I've uh, got some blinders on there. Uh, The... Like, it's called the Q Clash. I really don't... I think they need a better name, but till people care about these two clubs, I don't think they'll get one. <laughs> uh, Brisbane took well, on... Well,
0: it doesn't help the old uh, graveyard slot on a Saturday, does it, either, for this game?
1: No, no, it's not really a popular slot. Um, Brisbane were just runaway winners of this, Tom. Uh, I'd give Brisbane... I'm going to give them a distinction because they really flex their muscles and... I've got a rapid-fire question about them for you a little bit later. Um, Gold Coast can go and see the coordinator because if there's one game they got to start getting up for, it's the Q clash to build some rivalry and uh, build this into a rivalry and get some support behind them for the, you know, those fans that might live between Brisbane and Gold Coast and aren't sure which team to support just oh, yet. Yeah. You know, you got to start putting something in. So yeah, off to the coordinator. You have to do better, Suns.
0: You'll look, that's fair. I, I don't know if you saw it actually during the week. The Suns put out their team of the decade because they've uh, had 10 years in the comp and half the sides left and half this side that's still in there is only played either a handful of games or they're sort of uh, harbrow or Sexton type who are blokes who have done the job but aren't even in the side now. So that wasn't a great look. And then, yeah, to put out that performance, it was shocking. Jared Lyons is just on a revenge tour every time he plays the yeah <laughs> plays the Suns. He was unbelievable again. Uh, huge numbers. So, yeah, I'm with you. Brisbane, I like it when a team flexes their muscle in a derby, derby, showdown, whatever you... Q Clash, Battle of the Bridge, whatever you want to call these games. Uh, they get a distinction for me. And I'm not quite at the coordinator, but Suns on notice. I'll give them a fail. It was a little bit of a uh, appetizer for the Port Adelaide Dogs game up the t- northern end of the ladder. and Jeez, you just shake your head at Port Adelaide. We, we were t- calling them flat-track bullies. Well, they might just be just flat-track bullies against easy teams. I don't know if you've seen Charlie Dixon's stat sheet when he's played a top-eight team this year, but he is yet to register a goal.
1: Did he not kick one on the weekend?
0: I don't believe he did. Uh, so... The the streak continues.
1: He's in my super coach um, side. I got a he snagged one.
0: Jeez, I'm frantically going through. He's kicked two, Tom. He's kicked two on the he's weekend. Two. Oh, but uh, they
1: were his first two for the year. Point yeah, taken. Yeah, they were his first two. We were getting. talking about
0: that last week. Yeah, uh, uh, good good save. Uh, anyway, the, he he's a barometer. This is on their home deck. That you know we. Sort of lost trust for the Dogs after the Richmond game, but they got it back in this one. And look, I, I know I shot my mouth off and said they were home when they jumped out only for the power to come back. But as a good team did, they just held them at bay uh, when the whips were cracking, the game was up for grabs late. And that's impressive to me. So Dogs are a HD, power or a fail.
1: Yep, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, look, I think the Dogs are playing the best footy of anyone at the moment in the comp, Melbourne included. Um, just They've lost, but I just think their brand of footy is... He's just out and out exceptional. And, and to do that over there in Adelaide against Port on a Saturday night, you know, crowd behind them, that was it was really impressive and, and a bit of a flex um, towards the rest of the comp. Now, there was a game in, in Melbourne at, at Marvel, at Docklands, where the Richmond fans, I don't know, they got, got a little bit lost. Um actually saw a good tweet about this. Corey McKernan said, uh, yeah, the North fans have been getting lost getting to Marvel for 20 years. <laughs> so we, uh, uh,
0: he's still got it. Don't, good on and off field, Big Corey. Don't
1: really get much of a crowd, ever. Uh, r- look, Richmond really had no right to win this game. They were down and out. Dusty um, did what Dusty does and, and managed to just drag them over the line. I think Toby Green gets a real rough deal with the umpires. He's a poster boy for everything. Um, and you can I'll pay that. absolutely it- belt him. And so long as it's not looking too clumsy... They'll let you get away with it. And Meanwhile, he breathes on someone. They're going yeah, to play a puts, free kick. It, yeah. Um, Jack <laughs> so Rewalt with the studs up in marking contests. The Toby Green rule. He flies every week with yeah, his studs up and pushes. There's no talk in the media. We just we just let it go. Toby does it, and there's a witch hunt. Um, back to the which grades. Surprisingly, oh, really, because,
0: because you know I was going to say though Jack Rewalt he is you know interviewed every Tuesday on a on a certain Fox show um the rubbish. Not obviously. doing as good in numbers as we are, um, you know. So he has a chance to clear that up, and they should grill him there. I think he's a bit of a darling. I'm with you on that one. Um, yeah, back back to the grades. What do you think?
1: Uh, double pass. Richmond banked the win, as the term goes. Uh, I'd just give him a pass, but really, they're they're just travelling. Like if you're if you're ta- you want to be playing them this week, like they are just travelling play them this week. Send someone to Dusty, send two blokes to Dusty. They got no answers. They got absolutely no answers. Yeah. Um and the they Giants were the, midfield, aren't they? the Giants were outstanding without getting the win on the road. Like yeah, it's not a, the MCG, but you still got to play Richmond in Melbourne, meaning you got to travel and stay down here and do all that sort of stuff and and they just they just didn't quite get the four points, but it was a really a really good effort for a side that's been forced to play some young kids who are actually sort of starting to stand up and, and do a little bit.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good point, I guess, in this round with Tom Green. He got the Rising Star nomination for uh, for round nine. So, yeah, playing the kids. I mean, we said it, it it's, it's going to be actually beneficial for the Giants this year that they're playing a good brand and they're actually playing it with their kids. So oh, I was really disappointed, not because, well, I do do hate uh, Richmond, but I was disappointed they didn't get the win because that, that's just one of those sort of galvanising season wins. And we talk about the eight-pointer. The Giants, if you looked at the live ladder when they were in front, were actually in the eight. Yeah. So this one's actually flipped uh, flipped the script a little bit because there's a bit of a, uh, a gap forming between the top seven. I think there's two games between uh, seventh and, yeah, you get sort of down to twelfth. So you know, that one would have put them in the eight and really in touch. And, you know, the the, uh, the ladder doesn't change too much from what it is now. So, yeah, missed opportunity, which I felt for them. But look, yeah, it's a double pass. Tygs probably pretty lucky to get that pass, but I think a double pass for that one. On to Sunday. And Essendon saluted in a in a low-scoring Ross Lyon-esque scoreline, but the, the Bombers got the job done.
1: Yeah, they did... They did, Tom, and they did really well. I obviously Freo are my boys, and I love Freo, and I'll, I'll uh, probably, like, I'll, I'll go to the ends of the earth to defend Freo. Love what they're doing. <laughs> uh but they came over here, and and if you look at where they're at in their development, they should be a little bit ahead of Essendon, or maybe significantly ahead of Essendon in terms of some of those kids have had two, three years. Um, they got look, they've got outs, but. Essendon of missing players, you know, missing Ruckman. Look, injury's no excuse. Essendon just flat out turned up to play. Neither team played overly well through stages, and it could have gone either way. Essendon got away with a win, although I have to say this, and I know Bombers fans might believe this to be true as well. David Zaharaka should never get a game in that side again. I'd I'd be trying to deedly list him before the mid-season draft to try and pick someone up who might be useful for the team. Um, but if you actually if you watch the dying stages, Hooker, I didn't think it was a mark. I thought both him and the other Essendon player had hands all over it. And How they called it a mark, I don't know. But Hooker was given the mark. The man on the mark would have been 52-53 out. Hooker runs back and then points at the goals like, I'm going to have a shot. Umpire did not buy it for a second. So Hooker actually finds, uh, I think it was Snelling, inside 50. Yep. And he's got the ball. And Hooker's walking to the goal square, but he's just pointing up. He's pointing at the goals, head down, like, you take the 30 seconds. It's completely logical. Zaha Arcus is inside 15, 20 metres away, calling for it. And Snelling falls through it and tries to kick it to him, and Hooker thinks it's for him, and suddenly the ball's out of bounds, and Frio suddenly had a sniff. Now, nothing came of it, but I just thought that from a senior player who's supposed to be in the side to... Because he's he's dropped off, like his actual football abilities dropped off, but you can still get away with playing some of those players well, for situations like sub. that, where they go, no, 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 yeah, don't pass it off, and then someone might be calling for it, and he runs over and says, no, 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 don't call for it now. You just got to take your thirty seconds when everyone in the world could see they had to take the thirty seconds. Um, he should, uh, I'd be trying to sort of do a Sean grigg esque sort of deal and just walk him into retirement early to uh, try and pick someone up. Distinction for Essendon, yeah, mid-season distinction yeah. for Essendon, fail Ooh, yeah. for Freo. I think Essendon really showed up and played well. Um, I think if they had a one more convincingly, which they were capable of, um, they could have got a HD. And Frio got to start winning some of those Melbourne games, mind you. They've only played, I think, three or four at home, so I think they got a few in the back end of the year. So they should finish strongly.
0: <laughs> trust you to have me looking ahead for your boys in the purple look one thing I, I, that jumped out of me for this game and, and we were sort of talking about the Blues before but you know they've gone the big money on Sarda Williams but Essendon have picked up an absolute cheapie in Nick Hind. now this is a bloke that was in and out of my boys the Saints last year we had him as a half forward one of the harder roles to play in the game he had to be accountable We just didn't see a spot for him on the list. We got rid of him. Essendon, who probably should have drafted him given he came out of their own backyard. They did let him slip, Have welcomed him back into the fold. And they've just found a role for him being an unaccountable backman. So he can just do what he wants off the half-back line. And he's doing a great job. No one's going near him. He can get his own footy. He's getting the ball from uncontested from his... Mates down there in the back line is a bit of a go-to man and he is on fire at the moment for them. So, they're the kind of recruits that can really turn things around because now he's he's a cheap recruit. He isn't hurting the salary cap and he's going to allow the club you know, Big Dodo to try and get some other trades done. So there's a little something there for the Blues and a bit bit of a lesson too. If you can see a bit of potential in a bit of a speed store or see an aspect you liked for other clubs, just jump on it because like we've seen with Nick Hind, it can work. His pace is doing the job. Um, This one for me is just a... I'd love to give Essendon a credit. It wasn't quite a distinction for me, but it's better than a pass. But we have to be black and white, so I'm going to pass Essendon for this one. Uh, good job on your home deck. For some reason, I just feel Essendon win this against Freo most of the time. You know, not every interstate team that the Dons play on a on a Sunday is a is a given, but just something about. Frio, I think, just when they play Essendon, just the matchup suit the dawn. So I'm going to give them a pass. And yeah,
1: interested for the Bombers fans to just reach out on that. I've got a feeling Essendon normally have to travel to Perth to play Frio. And they still play them well, but I reckon they've played more games over there in Perth than here over the last sort of 10, 15 years.
0: That's probably fair. I mean, there's, yeah, there's matchups like that. Like, I feel like we haven't had Brisbane down here against the Saints for years. I know, you know, when was the last time you played the power here? You seem to always travel. There's all those quirks. But, um, yeah, look, I'll pass the Dons and fail Freo. As we said, you know, that there's, there's a bit of a gap forming and, you know, Freo could have stayed in touch and they missed that chance. So, it's a fail for me. Um, over to the Triple MCG on a Sunday afternoon. Blues v... Uh, Blues VD, sorry Yeah, What'd you make well of this
1: one? Carlton here's your chance, here's a, here's a game at home No, nah, no good uh, fail Carlton <laughs> look, didn't expect them to win but it wasn't really an honourable loss, they just weren't good enough and the D's didn't play, from what I saw they didn't play overly well and still got the job done relatively convincingly covering the line so, pass for Melbourne fail for Carlton and we covered them earlier. Carlton have got to start showing their, showing what they stand for and really standing up.
0: Well, this is that kind of game. I know last week in our uh, tipping comp, I mean we we had an instinctual feeling that Carlton might get this. Maybe we didn't trust the D's. Maybe we overtrust Carlton. It's one of those classics, and yeah, the the Blues just didn't get it done. Um, yeah, it look it, it's a fail that there. Are, Sunday Arvo isn't a big stage, but this was at the G and against an undefeated team. Yeah, as I say, you want to keep touch with that top eight. This is that kind of game. And and the Blues, whenever any of that kind of heat comes, it's just, they just go to water. So, yeah, they're a fail. Um, the Ds did what they had to do. They're just, they are banking wins at the moment. They're just getting the job done as they do. One interesting thing I saw that they came out and said in the last couple of days was they apologize for, uh, so, you know, after the game, there's usually, uh, most clubs except the Cats do, the Gatorade shower to welcome a youngster in for their first win. Big uh, Petraca couldn't find any Gatorade and he's dumped some some milk on, I think it was Kyle Chandler who got the win. And he's had to come out on, uh, yeah, again, that program we mentioned before, um, 360, and apologize for pouring milk on his teammate. What for? As it wasn't, it. Gatorade's fine, water's fine, but milk is too far.
1: Is he apologizing he's, to his teammate or the AFL sponsors for not using their product?
0: <laughs> he's apologising to his teammate. Oh, it's not quite up. that sinister. But it, it is one of those things. It's just, if that's coming up, it's a slow week. It's a slow week for the Ds. That's probably how they like it, under the radar. That was a little sidetracked. But, yeah, um, pass for the Ds, fail for Carlton.
1: Yep. Uh, final game of the round, the 440 slot. Ever consigned to the Perth teams or the struggling Melbourne teams. Uh, Adelaide were pretty good over there against West Coast. West Coast still got a lot of outs, um, but Adelaide really took it up to them and was sort of in the contest, although seemed to be behind on the scoreboard all day and obviously didn't get the chocolates. Uh, pass for West Coast. I'm considering passing Adelaide because I'll give them a pass because it was a pretty solid effort against what some would call a flat-track bully in West Coast at home. Uh You know, without your man Tex, who again, I have a question for you in the rapid fire. But uh, but he didn't play. He's been a pretty uh, consistent avenue to goal over the start of the year. So the old uh, double P's get degrees, Tom, double passes.
0: (laughs) I like that. Yeah, fully on board with you there. I mean, I think once Adelaide, yeah, the Texan was managed. So once I saw that on the team sheet, I was like, look, they got nothing to lose here, Adelaide. They're they're basically well, they always try, obviously, but they've left out their best player so far this year. Uh, you know, on a deck and against a team where he probably enjoy a bit of space and a, a you know a bit of uh, room to do his thing. So uh, yeah, concerned from there. So look, they showed enough, Adelaide. And I mean, West Coast. They, they this is as we keep saying today. This is the word of the uh, episode. Banking wins. They just did it. You know, darling, five goals in that second quarter. He's going to do that. He's going to take games by the scruff of the neck, as is Josh Kennedy, as will Oscar Allen going forward. But um, nothing really to write home about this one. Probably played out as we expected. So it's two passes. Yep.
1: Um, darling, the first player to kick a hundred goals at the new Perth Oval, Subiaco Oval.
0: Was he the first, or did he join a couple of others?
1: No, it's the new stadium. He's the first.
0: Uh, doesn't Joshie Kennedy crack the ton?
1: Oh, jeez, we're going to have to research live,
0: time. We, uh, we might have to, and I think uh, maybe even Maddie Tabin has kicked a few there too. Maybe just uh, check his stats.
1: Let's have a look. Um, now, other West Coast news, while I'm uh, frantically researching. Uh, uh, Oscar Allen came out to training today with a hell of a lot of gear on his, I think it was his right arm, like a few different sort of mechanisms. Apparently he's all right to play, but Just there's something very precautionary there. It looked a bit like the Winter Soldier, if you follow your Marvel. Like (laughs) the whole arm had sort of bandaging and compression stuff on it.
0: Um, Look, that's a strange one for me. If if he needs that much to sort of get out and train, maybe it's have a rest sort of stages. Well, I I think they're too short on players. Oh, they're, yeah, they're really struggling on that. Wow, that look—that does lead into a good question I've got for the uh, for the rapid fire. So, why don't we uh, we'll get into that? As you just double check that those stats, um, off yeah, off the top, if you want to go at, um, I'm looking at the AFL. Obviously, last year in COVID times, had to slash budgets and take money from all the clubs, and and a lot of good people walked out of the game, and a lot of really, uh, you know, integral people to the game walked out. Particularly, I know sports science gets a a bad rap because we see players running off when they kick goals, but the physiotherapist is central to our game. They've been part of the game for generations. I'm worried that with the cuts last year, physios are being cut. And do you think with less physios, we are seeing more injuries this year? There seems to be a ton of injuries um, I can throw the medical substats at you. I think there's been 20 players subbed out with hamstring issues, and I think ankles and knees are also up there on that list. So, we look, physio numbers are down, injuries are up. I'm just putting two together. What do you think? Uh,
1: look, it certainly doesn't help. Um, it's very hard to correlate that sort of stuff when you're not, as the saying goes, I'm not a doctor, Tom. Uh, so very difficult to correlate. Have, have you got the actual numbers showing just how much injuries are up? I I also have a feeling it relates back to we've got longer quarters. When I say longer quarters, we're back to regular length quarters, but longer than last year, and we've shortened Short the rotation, pre-season. so it's put and that too, a fair yeah. bit of extra pressure on the players. Um, but look, it's I don't like the football. Department cap. I don't like capping the amount clubs can spend. I think, look, you can only pay your players certain amounts, so that can't entice players to leave. But if clubs have got the extra money to be able to uh, bring in an extra physio or an extra recruiter, for example, that sort of stuff, it should be they should be allowed to do it. Like they should be allowed to spend their money how they see fit. The salary caps a fairness thing. The rest, that's just on the clubs. Um, but. Look, I'd I'd love to know. Yeah, I'd love to. Any doctors out there? Any physios? Get. uh, We went to school with one of the runners for Freo, who's now who trained to be a physio.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. He might have been out there actually on Sunday. Look, yeah, it is an interesting one. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of factors flying uh, up in the air, but I guess yeah, we're seeing just a ton of injuries this year. So just look, that that's probably. Not the be-all and end-all, but probably one of a number of factors, so I'm happy to leave it at that.
1: Yep. Now, before I give you my first rapid fire, Jack Darling, 101 goals. Josh Kennedy, 97. Jamie Cripps, 51. Matthew Tabner, a close gentleman's 43. So...
0: Um, All right, I was a little bit off there. JK, I almost got that one, but uh, congrats to uh, Jack Darling, and I should learn my lesson. Don't go you when it comes to WA stats. I'll leave that for the uh, pros.
1: Just just Maybe just check the stats in general. I've had the Charlie Dixon one too, Tom. That's two for the (laughs) night. It's a two for...
0: It's a great night for you, mate. Ruse win. I'll give you the most.
1: Let me me give you a few little quick ones. I'll take a few in a row if I can, Tom. Few, few yeah, deliveries. Go for it. Where's your man Tex? Like, like, why was he managed? What's the story here?
0: Look, I, I yeah, not on the four walls, and I'm not a doctor, but I'm thinking Adelaide saw an opportunity traveling. Tex probably could have gone, but kept him at home, iced him up, save him for games coming up that are more winnable. You're worried
1: he's going to get to the forty goals now. You talked that up earlier in the year, and I haven't heard you bring it up for about three weeks.
0: Yeah, I think halfway through that episode, I changed it down to 30. So I'm still even hanging on for that. So come on, Tex, get back to your five goal a game best. I need him to lift. Yeah, look, that is a concern because the, the the Crows have slowed up. So, I mean, Tex's form was what was keeping them in the comp in those early weeks. So he is he is crucial. So, look, they've got a, you know, big Riley down there, Thilthorpe. Uh he, he can step up, but yeah, it, it's the Tex who can give him that cover and get into the second best Uh, give him the second best defender. But hopefully we see the Texan out there soon.
1: Uh, Yes or no, will Sydney play a final?
0: Yes. Good answer. I'm super confident in that. I think, yeah, we had had queries. And look, their kids might find at the, you know, cold June and August part of the year that things are going to get tough. But I think, as we say, um, they can bank enough wins. um, They can get there. They're managing, buddy. They're managing their older blokes. They'll they'll get there.
1: All right. Now let me try that again. Yes or no? Taryn Thomas got off today. Good call. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know how that went through to the tribunal. Nah. Yeah. I was going to say. I think say, yeah, it shouldn't have been uh, North Melbourne tomorrow. should be sending the AFL a bill for their lawyer. Like that. Why well, have a system? <laughs> Why well, have the system when? They both went the ball, no player was hurt, no player was yeah. hit hard in the no head, There might have been in some all. incidental head contact, but if you got to, you want to stamp out this flies in the face of what they're about. Uh I'll hand it back to you Tom.
0: <laughs> I like it. That incident by the way, you could barely see given it was right at that point of the ground where the shadow sort of meets the camera. I know you didn't see it. You could barely see it. So the footage of There was, it was no poor talk anyway. about it.
1: It just it made no sense to have to go to the tribunal to get off, but that's the system.
0: Exactly. I've got one for you here. So, last year, big Tommy Mac, uh, Tommy McDonald from the D's, he had, a, he had a price tag, but he was gettable. Would 17 clubs be sitting back going, oh, jeez, we should have had a crack, given his form to start the year?
1: Yeah, well, uh, there'd be at least 12, I reckon. Uh, don't think yeah. Geelong needed him. Uh, who else? St Kilda probably it's don't not- need him. You've got... Maximus. I actually
0: wanted him to go for a, I would have loved if we went for him obviously yeah the price put us out of it but he could have been a nice little foil for Max King yeah
1: I mean Freo would love to have a key forward, North would love to have a key forward
0: Hawthorne Hawthorne, Collingwood. Well maybe the Blues would fit him in somewhere.
1: Wow yeah peach. brown paper bag. Um, West Coast probably <laughs> don't need him but yeah no most of the clubs should have been looking at him and um, what do they want Melbourne to pay part of the Wage was that the sticking point?
0: I, I think it was. He he was he's on a sizeable contract at the D's. I, I don't know the exact figure. I think it might be. Oh no, I'm not even going to take a guess. I was thinking six or seven. It might be even larger than that. It was big and it was long. Um Yeah, he he wanted most of it. So yeah, the D's were going to have oh. to fork out for that. And as we saw with Collingwood, you don't want to be doing that because it's disastrous. So Melbourne made a good decision there and held on to him. But yeah, they're those ones where, look, hindsight's beautiful, but yeah, crazy that he was on the outer and now he's playing great footy. Yeah,
1: he and well done to him sticking to his guns. If you've signed a contract, you can't just get out of it because you don't think I'm up to it now. Like, there's a contract, yeah. I want to play it out. Uh, speaking of contracts and lengths, big Harry Mackay. Now, just fasten yeah, your seatbelts. Uh, oh, I like this. Don't know what Carlton are doing, uh, but. Hawthorne, I think, of five years, somewhere around the 900k mark. This is just complete rumour and innuendo. This could be not true. But let's say it is for fun. Don't worry about that. North Melbourne, five years, 1.1 a year. To come over and play with his brother. That'd be good. The McKay book ends. be be able to sell some merch.
0: They would sell some merch. Can I just give a quick shout-out to Big Benny for his quote about uh, who he's going to play on when he plays Carlton this year? He said, oh, "I'll probably get the best forward. I'll probably play on Levi." Yeah. It was a great quote. Yeah, it's some sharp stuff. Probably the best thing he's done in his AFL career for now. So look out for Big Benny. Yep,
1: and he's uh, the but he's the the offer to end all offers. I heard the Bombers five years, one point three million a year.
0: <laughs> well, a little bit of space given Joey and Orazio have left, so they are cashed up. That is big money. Huge it's huge. Slot in money. there nicely though. That is monstrous money. He'd slot in there. It's not a bad idea for the Dons. But
1: isn't that the definition of paying overs just to get him across to your club? And you try and front end it now while you've still got like Nick Cox and Perkins and. Um,
0: well, yeah, now would be the yeah, time to do it, yeah, with, with those You've got young those younger players
1: around. on their deals, which you may extend, but you might be able to get in 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7 in the next year or two and then back end it a little. Front yeah, end exactly. it, front load it a little bit. But. Take it with a grain of salt, but generally with these ones where there's smoke, there's fire. As you very well know, what I told you Sam Mitchell was going to play at West Coast.
0: Yeah, no, that was one of your best scoops. Look, if that's going to happen between the Blues and the Dons, get started now, Carlton, because the Dons will eke this one out for every second it's worth, and it'll go down on the trade deadline, and it'll be some ridiculous deal because that's the way Essendon do business. Um, But I I like that one from you, Seb. I'm going far, far out with this one. I thought I'd, I'd get a little, uh, little random with it. But what are your thoughts? This oh, I'll give you some context. I saw Geelong were interested in the mid-season draft and big Aaron Sanderlands as a mid-year recruit. That, that, that was doing the rounds on things I was reading. Now, whether it's fact, you can make whatever you want. But Boomer to the Roos, good or bad call. Cool. Could you, if he if, if he put his hand up in the draft now, I don't know if he has, but would you consider that at the, at the Kangaroos? You talked before about a senior player with a young group.
1: Uh, well, look, I'm, I'm on record as saying I don't think we should have ever delisted him. We should have delisted all the others, but not him. Uh, I wouldn't do it now. You've already got him out of the club for the last four or five years. What's the point of bringing him back? um he would be in our best 22 I firmly believe he would still be in our best 22 uh but he'd been a lot of clubs best 22s like I reckon he'd be better for Geelong than Sean Higgins right now just with his pace and ball use I think he'd give them more than he does but look it's a fair wa- a fair wa- fair length of time since he last played so
0: Nah, look, that, that's fair. I, thought, I looked, thought it was a bit of a stretch, but couldn't resist going there. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of interesting names in that uh, mid-season. There's
1: 300 players big, uh, nominated for it.
0: Yeah, big Daniel Gorange, one of them. Yeah, lots of players, lots of names. We'll get to that when the mid-season comes. I know we will because the Saints have four picks, so we're invested in it. Um, it yeah, let's just keep an eye out on uh, on the sources there for our uh, four, listeners. Wait, wait, four picks. Correct.
1: Have you got four list spots, Tom?
0: Correct. Yeah, we do. How? <laughs> because we've got uh, Benny Patton. He's on the injured list, ah, so he's gone for the year. We like lost that. Dylan Roberton at the start of the year, and then we had two already. So Yeah. So, Jeez. To open up at the Saints, I know. You, look,
1: you should be looking at Sandy. You can't function <laughs> without a two Ruckman.
0: <laughs> we could. Well, Well, yeah, Rowan Marshall out for a month doesn't help, so have we, we might invest. The Brisbane
1: snuck up on the rest of the comp. They're now sitting, I think, fourth or fifth at six and three
0: hundred percent. They have flown under the radar. That calling Zach Bailey's goal has single-handedly. We knew it at the time because they could have been zip and three if he missed. But that has single-handedly resurrected this season. It was on the canvas at that stage, and they have turned the corner and really flown under the comps. I mean, they lost those games and maybe they went under the radar. But now, yeah, <laughs> we're not. We're just starting to notice how good this team is. And nothing better, but Friday night is their chance to announce to the comp that we are officially back by absolutely trouncing Richmond. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond there. They're in great form. Everything's working for them. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Brizzy.
1: Yeah, I hear Richmond want to move that one to the MCG too because there's no soul at the Gabba.
0: (laughs) Oh, they didn't get their uh, grand final at uh, at the G either. Yeah... Crazy argument there from the Tigers. That's a nice little segue to uh, fit it. You know, we went that off the top, off the end. But yeah, look, I'm with you. Um, Brisbane flying.
1: I've got, uh, I got one more for you. Well, look, me. two. But this is a real right. quick one. What'd you make of uh, Fraser Gehrig's efforts on the media Friday night? He was doing the rounds. Did you catch any of it?
0: Look at the ground. The, he got a massive amount of uh, big screen time when he in his Deliveroo jacket, so clearly sponsor-endorsed, uh, offered a few pies around the crowd, but... It,
1: well, he was raising well, money for charity, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, well, even better. So, oh, well, that's good, because, oh, well, it's, yeah, it's great seeing Frey's out and about, but, yeah, let alone doing it for a cause. It was good to he see him He is back. a cult figure. Yeah. It is... It, I follow a lot of Saints material, material as you can imagine, online. The, the, the following for that man is extraordinarily large. So... Yeah, he, he's one of those comp figures. He's a huge figure down at the Saints. I love seeing it.
1: Yeah, no, the old uh, carpet snake, as they used to call him. He's uh.
0: Yes, and before you ask, no, we probably won't invest in him in the mid-season draft.
1: No, no, I reckon. Or... <laughs> I reckon Nick Rewalt might think he's still in all right, Nick to go, but. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it was is. it was good to see him. Just it's good to see players like that back at the club. You know, just just being involved, um, and getting around. So. I I knew you'd like it. I've heard a lot about the G-Train and obviously um, Shannon Watt, I think, still has nightmares. Uh,
0: (laughs) I can guarantee that. Now,
1: look, you were a little bit bitter, but is it fair to say you think the Saints should have won on Friday night?
0: Uh, dare I say it is a hundred percent true? Yeah, I just threw in that dare I say for my mate Lynchy, who thinks I say that too much. Haven't said it in three episodes, but yeah, look, we deserve the win.
1: Eighty-seven tackles, three free kicks. You know the Saints worked hard and just couldn't convert, right? So you deserve the win.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're correct.
1: And you feel you feel cheated? Feel like you should have had those four points?
0: Yeah, I feel like the better team lost. I'm happy to stand by that.
1: Do you feel like the week before you won when you were the worst team? You didn't play great footy against the Suns and they really should have
0: beaten no, you. No, no, we didn't play great footy against the Suns. I mean, we I think we played a, a a brand you could call football. We didn't sort of play get tackled and throw it
1: against the Suns.
0: Yeah, I think we just we we played the game on its merits and played it in a, in a Look, it wasn't pretty to watch, but uh, look, I-, I think we played the game in the right way.
1: I w- wasn't questioning whether you played it the right way. I was just saying, in that game, the Suns were the better team, but didn't come away with a win. So,
0: yeah, oh, no, nah, look, I know where you're going. Yeah, there are swings and roundabouts. It, it, it's not great being on the the losing end of that stick, but. Um... Yeah, look. If you full credit to the Cats, they win those games. That's what they don't just do it against the Saints. They do it against most clubs. So they just find a way to win, and even if it's ugly and and unsportsmanlike, they just get the job done. So I'll give them credit for that.
1: I've got a little mailbag for you now.
0: Oh, it's Great
1: to get this in, and I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit just so we can get through it, and it's it's crystal clear. Uh, but look. You would have seen on uh, on all the games on the weekend, we've got a million members across the AFL, so we had the little, uh, yep. little thanks to all our members slogan. Now, that was positioned directly below the Toyota sponsorship logo, and do you think that the fact they're thanking all the members for paying up and supporting the competition directly below the Toyota logo, who obviously Toyota pour a lot of money into the competition. Is that sort of a slap in the face showing, yep, thanks for your money, members, but we'll also take all of Toyota's and here's Toyota for you?
0: Yeah, that, that's a, that's a astute observation well read out. Um, look, I'll be honest. I was, yeah, at the game on Friday and I did read the thanks a million and I looked, thought it was a nice touch. Now, yeah, Looking back at it now, smack bang underneath their big corporate logo. So it's the fans in the grassroots versus the corporate. Look, it, I'm not bothered by it. Um, I mean, that that to me is fine. I, I like messages to the fans on the ground. I think that's a nice touch. I'm more worried about your sort of coals in the center circle. That's sort of my my more uh, worry. Um They can thank fans. I mean, that part of the ground's pretty common for messages and thank yous and even just where we are, Melbourne, Perth, what Brisbane. Um, That's up for grabs. AFL's use it for themselves rather than for another sponsor potentially, so you could read it that way. Um, Look, I didn't mind it. Wasn't bothered by it. Branding in the goal square, branding in the centre circle, different matter, but I didn't mind it. What did you make of it?
1: Uh, I didn't put the link together myself between the sponsorship and the message. I um no, I just I just saw it as there's always a Toyota symbol here and they have a message below it and it just so happened to be a thank you one. But yeah, yeah look I, yeah, I I don't understand the AFL thanking the members either. Like it's just the AFL saying, Hey, we've got a million members for the first time, like, how good's this? Like just doesn't mean anything. it's just the AFL's going. Oh, look how good we are, sort of thing, which they're yeah, very a good, good, it's a good at doing. News story.
0: That's it. Yep. One thing related to that, though, I would encourage all fans out there, whether you're a Roo or a Don, get a membership and go to the games. That's what it's about: getting to the matches, seeing your team win live. Um, we, you know, at footy at the stadium, you know, after we spoke about Richmond, that's that's what it's about: get to the games, watch your team. We're going to sit back, we're going to go and watch, and we're going to see it on TV. But, you know, our takes when we're at Games Seb, I think are the sharpest. So, we encourage all fans to go, and we encourage fans to listen to this show on your way in the day before, morning after, whenever you need 12 Bros back will be here. So, if you enjoyed tonight's episode, share it with a friend, leave a review on iTunes or Spotify, and we're going to be back for another week.
1: That's it. That's it, Tom. Please, please, we thank you so much for listening. We love the support. And uh, good luck to your team on the
0: weekend.